Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Charles Bequinell, your jam, that champion. I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Hey, Tempest. Boom. <laughs> Still trying to get it's, that over, huh? <laughs> it's all about the boom. <laughs> Listen, it's the best name for a finisher I've ever heard. I'm it's, not dropping it. Oh, it. It isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to it. It's not good. It's, it's uh, real good. It's real good. <laughs> it's unironically good. Wait. Okay. Hold up. Unironically good. That's taking it's, it a whole, a whole new step. Oh yeah. It's, it's ironically, unironically good. That doesn't make sense. Hey. Well, we're about to review NXT, so things just don't make sense. That you know what. That's a that's a fair point. Um, how has your weekend been, my dude? My weekend, your weekend, it's, like it's last weekend. Because yeah, I know because <laughs> I haven't spoken to you since Saturday. You know, so maybe you'd have done stuff since then. Oh, Pete, you silly sausage! <laughs> do things with my life. That's fair. It's yeah. it's fine. I have not done much of anything as of late. I'm gearing up for. The crazy month that is October in this household. This is the mm-hmm. month of nonstop birthdays and such. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, had to do had to do some birthday shopping. So, shh, got <gasps> presents, got <gasps> presents for people. If I say it too loud, perhaps that they'll hear. But mm. uh, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got Thanksgiving coming up on my own birthday this year, which is nice. Amazing. I get to eat turkey and potatoes and mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So I've got things to look forward to, but nothing uh, super interesting that I've done. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't think I did anything this past weekend, but what I did do was I had to move my mattress from where it is because the roof of the building that I'm living in 
has now got a leak and it was leaking onto my ceiling uh and it was right above my bed uh thankfully it hasn't dripped through the ceiling yet but there's just really big wet patches all across the ceiling in my bedroom. Uh, so I had to move my mattress elsewhere for fear of one getting dripped on in the night and also the ceiling caving in because that's also a possibility when there's extra weight on it. So, you know, that's been fun. Yes, that, w- that would be very bad. I would mm. be potentially down a Jam That Champion and we can't have that. I know. Dude, can you imagine... Can you imagine if this week my ceiling caved in in my bedroom? This week in particular, the ceiling in my bedroom caved in. Because not only is Luke off, Ollie is also off. Laurie is busy. And I would be down a bedroom. (laughs) Uh Wouldn't be great. I'll be honest. I don't know what the fate of the WrestleTalk channel would be if, uh, if I had some issues this week. Thank God it hasn't happened, though. But it's been incredibly windy and rainy and miserable here and that's why the leak has sprung up in the first place but god really hope it stops soon because it's it's suddenly dropped in temperature as well it feels like like we've gone from summer and now it's winter it's like i'm sure there's supposed to be an autumn somewhere in there okay i guess we're not getting that um but yeah it's just bloody miserable the last like week and now that that just sounds like britain to me that's true yeah yeah, you know, you uh, said cold so and rainy and windy, and I was like, "Yeah, that just sounds like England." Mm-hmm. It sure, it sure is. Yeah, but it's a bit, a bit, a bit rubbish. But I tell you what, Tempest. Last night, I watched a movie. Oh, it's a little Pixar movie Ooh. called Onward. Oh, which have you seen it? I have not. I have not yet seen Onward. You know, mm-hmm. it looked it looked a little bit generic when it uh, first came out, and mm-hmm. thus I I didn't see it, and then I haven't gotten around to seeing it when I did my little my little Pixar uh, mm-hmm. catch up deal where I watched Coco and mm-hmm. I watched Soul and oh, a couple God, of the other ones that I'd good. missed in recent years, but I did not mm-hmm. hit Onward. Fair enough. Well, I watched Onward. I didn't really know what it was about. All it seemed was like the very very first like reveal I think of Onward, like way back when. And I knew that it had Tom Holland and Chris Pratt in it. And I think that was it. That's all I knew about it. So I went into it kind of completely blind. And oh boy, I cried. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good movie. Um, Yeah, I don't want to say too much about it if you are going to watch it at some point. But like, it was a very good um, subversion of expectations. Because you go into it thinking like, okay, this is the bit where this thing's going to happen. And you go, oh, they're not doing that. Huh interesting and it's like an interesting like different like play on the standard relationships that you think of and like character designs and stuff like that i think it's 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 cool it's nice um and there's a a bit at the end of the movie which i won't spoil um but there's a bit at the end of the movie which i thought they did a fantastic job with um as it was quite like apt and it had really interesting ideas about like familial relationships and things like that and it was just like man that it hit me it hit me real hard and I cried a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good movie. Um, so I, I would highly recommend Onward to, to all people. I'd say it's it's up there with like, and especially because there's heavy fantasy tropes in there as well, or like a fantasy setting or like a, a twist on fantasy setting anyway in Onward, which obviously appeals to me and my D&D-ness. Um, 
And also, one of the characters is really into fantasy role-playing games. And it's like, so, D&D, but they can't say D&D. And it literally, like, he always references this this fantasy role-playing game called, like, Quests of Yore. And it's like, so, so D&D, but you just can't say <laughs> D&D. Um, and he keeps talking about, like, various D&D things and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, this thing's a gelatinous cube. It's like, that's a monster in D&D. Like, yeah, so it's... That obviously is a side of it appealed to me as well. But yeah, just it's such a good movie. I, I think I might like it as much as Coco. Oh, that's a strong one because Coco is one of my favorite movies like ever. Mm, it's close. It's close between them, but it's really well, good. I was going to say that would be very, very high praise in that yeah. in that case. Oh, God, it's such a good movie. I just yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just it just it just hit me, man. It, hit, it hits on an emotional level, and it was just really cool. And it was just some stuff was really stupid but funny, and it was just it was good. I just really enjoyed it. Anyway, let's talk about something that wasn't <laughs> as good. Let's talk about NXT, shall we? <laughs> we have to. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, where the first thing we're going to be talking about is Parker Boudreaux. You know, the next coming of the the next Brock Lesnar, the, the next big thing in WWE. Ah, big deal. He debuted on NXT, but he's different. He's called Harland now, and he's got a shaved head, and he stood there in the crowd. Ooh. Wasn't great. Let's talk about it. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> uh, it's just me and Tempest sticking around from the podcast intros and outros, which if you remember, you get to watch, or you can listen to the audio podcast version of the show, and you you, you listen to it, because we just talk about Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. Anyway, hello. Welcome to the Rustle Podcast review of NXT 2.7. Uh... I'm Chopper Pequinell, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined by Tempest Wrestler, my intangible co-host. As always, um, I'm super tired, so this is going to be a delirious episode. Uh, the the patented Pequinell special of uh, Delirious Podcast. Huh? Watching Ring of Honor? Delirious? <laughs> yes. Exactly, yes. Um, God, can we? <laughs> just recording Ron instead. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, the first thing we're going to be talking about, firstly, get in your Ultra Chats at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. I'm going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars or up by the time the show goes off the air. First thing we're going to be talking about is Parker Boudreau, okay, had a lot of a lot of press when he signed with WWE because um, he was being hyped up by Paul Heyman to be like, oh, that's the next big thing in wrestling. And, you know, Paul Heyman has knows a thing or two about the next big, th- next big thing in wrestling. Um, and he, this was even before he got signed uh, to WWE. And then he eventually did get signed by WWE. And that got even more press of people being like, oh, Parker Boudreau, this guy, next big thing in WWE. And he's done all these things beforehand. He's, you know, he's like... The next coming of Brock Lesnar, basically. And he even looks like him. Hot damn. Um, so there's a lot, 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 lot of hype around uh, Parker, uh, Parker Boudreau. And the reports coming out after he signed and went to the Performance Center was like, oh, he's actually really good. He's picking up wrestling really quickly. Like, these are all really positive signs for, for Parker Boudreau. And then the big name change apocalypse happened 
And we saw a lot of names come out like Von Wagner and Bron Breaker and Lash Legend and Tony D'Angelo and all these other names. And one of the names that came out was Harland. One word, one name. Harland, who is the new name of Parker Boudreaux. And instantly I was like, oh no. They've, they've WWE'd him. They've made him their thing because they can't have the outside thing that someone else has made, right? And he debuted on this episode after a Joe Gacy match, which we'll get to. Joe Gacy was walking away uh, from his match, turned to the stands, and Harland, that's H-A-R-L-A-N-D, was standing there, shaved head, as the the picture of him in the thumbnail with close it didn't look very good on him i'll be honest standing there and just kind of being like i'm i'm serious man looking down at joe gacy and joe gacy walks away and that's his debut next big thing in wrestling right there this wasn't good was it he looked like victor zaz Mm. shout out to the people that will understand that reference Mm. Uh, of a mid a mid tier mid card Batman villain. <laughs> He's actually appeared in quite a few movies. Yeah. We just talk yeah, about know. DC movies instead, because I'd rather yeah. do that. He was in Batman oh, yeah, Begins. Yeah, yeah. He was in Batman Begins. Uh, he was in Birds of Prey. Uh, oh yeah. He, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. And I'm not I'm not gonna no. completely write it off because no. like of the names that they've given people, I've heard worse than Harland, you know. That sure. it, it's just like, okay, it's fine. It's a fine name, I suppose. And the look itself, I saw him and I was like, Well, he looks goofy. Mm. But at I the mean, same time, time shown, right? Sure, yeah. But the problem to me, if they'd done this with someone else, I probably wouldn't care that much. I'd be like, okay, weirdo, mm-hmm. you know, named Harland is is debuting on sure, NXT. Yeah. But yeah. it's the fact that it's Parker Boudreaux. Yeah. Right? Because I don't understand the justification for taking someone who has press and has a name attached to mm-hmm. them already. Yeah. And saying no do away with all that he needs to be needs to be a character why couldn't parker boudreaux have been introduced as like the centerpiece of the diamond mine he's gonna go for the nxt championship look Mm. at this stud this absolute monster of a man look at him he's a he's an athlete and we've crafted him into a winner nah he's a psycho victor's ass looking fool named harland mm. and yeah i don't i don't want to rag on it too much because this is one that i will let play out a little bit more but i do not understand wwe's obsession with mm. changing the names of people that have name value already yes how long do we have okay. to wait before gable stevenson is repackaged into a dumb name character and yeah. a character like yeah and it'll happen. I would I would put money, good Louis Dangor money on it, that that will happen. 
But, but you reckon I they'll, do, they'll change I him to Biggie G instead of Shorty G? Oh, totally they G. would do that. <laughs> they would do something like that because his name is Gable. You see, haha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Steve Gableson. That's a great shout, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great shout. Um, yeah. I, I. That's the thing with this is I, I don't want to write it off. I did think he looked a bit goofy and a bit rubbish, but you know, it's very early doors. His character could fit that and it might turn out to be really, really good. Um, it's the idea that they have to change everything. It's the same thing with Keith Bearcat Lee isn't a bad thing, especially knowing the context of the, the history of the name and the homage it's paying and all that stuff. That's fine. But why do you need to change Keith Lee? He's Keith Lee. He doesn't need the extra name to make him a, a standout talent. You know, he's already awesome. He's already Keith Lee. He's already a complete package ready to go. And yet they always feel the need to like, now nah, we just got to change him about this one thing. Ah, we just got to put him in a different thing. We make him wear a different shirt, make him, make him wrestle in shorts. You know, it's like, why can't you just let them be them? You know, Keith Lee already had a decent little following from NXT. Why do they need to change it? And it's the same thing with a load of NXT guys who go up to the main roster. It's like, you already built them up to be one thing. Why you got to change them into something else? And it's the same with Parker Boudreaux coming in here. He's already got name value somewhere else. Why you got to change it and make him into Harland instead of embracing the press you already have and channeling that into his character? I, uh, it's baffling. I don't understand. I don't understand yep. the thought process at all. Yeah. Genuinely, if Kurt Angle signed with them today... His name would not be Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, American hero, actual athlete that won at the Olympics. You'd, mm. He would be Kirk Angels, weirdo magician. <laughs> you know? Weirdo magician, you just get that because of Chris Angel. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what they would do. <laughs> because that's what they're doing now. You get actual athletes. Lash legend. A WNBA player. Yeah. She's going to talk about being in the WNBA, but is there a WNBA player called Lash Legend? No, there's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's 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 fine. Like I said, I'll see him wrestle. And if he, he wrestles like a weirdo, like kind of like how he looks, then, then I'll have a problem. Once the character starts being a detraction from the overall presentation... That's when I'll be like, all right, you've ruined it. Good job, WWE. You did it again. Until then, I was just like, okay, this is a decision. Let's see how it goes. Mm. Yeah, totally. It's it's just annoying. They just need to feel the needs. Just pick just pick a little bit. Just need to change this one thing. Yeah. I mean, you're great. We just need to just need to change this one thing. It's it's like the the reported office that they gave to Adam Cole. It's like, oh, we need to change up your look, change up your name. It's like why? You don't though. You don't need you to do, do that. Not. What? Yeah, I, it's it's just infuriating. They just need to they need to own everything. You know, it's like it's like Moxie said on the Talk is Jericho podcast after he joined um, AEW. They're saying they like Vince and WWE just feel the need to control everything. They just need to change that one thing just to make it theirs. You know, it's like a, it's like a control problem. <laughs> they just need to control and own everything. And it's yeah, it's infuriating. It genuinely is. Um, I, you know, I don't feel I don't feel too passionately about Parker Boudreaux. I didn't know him before of his WWE signings and stuff like that. It's not someone I have a huge amount of emotional investment into. It's just the latest example of WWE just taking something and having to tweak it and change it for no reason. Um, 
anyways. A bit annoying, but hey-ho, it's what it is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Let's see what you guys think. And we'll uh, get into all of them that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. We'll get into the full review here in a little bit. Charles Berg says, uh, everyone is doing Snitsky comparisons, but Parker looks more like the love child of King Kong Bundy and Nails. Parker already looked like he hunted people for sport. Who thought generic white prisoner number two was a marketable look? I'm truly baffled. He had a good look already. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Like, he had a good look. Like, his tattoos are really distinctive, and, like, he had a, a cool look about him already. I don't know. You know, sometimes when you start at third base, you don't need to send the guy back to home plate just so he can hit a home run under your watch. It's a baseball reference. I thought you were talking about a sex reference, I'll be honest. I mean, that comes later. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, anyway. Job, yeah. Uh 
Prince of Strong Style says, uh, small bits of this show had hints of the old NXT, basically Grimes versus Dunn being good, though they only got nine minutes, and small bits of the Moon Rose match and MSK versus Drizzle Drunk Vets, uh, but this overall was a bit crap, and I'm very close to not watching NXT 2.0 again, and then they continue to say, also, I'm very, very uncomfortable with the camera work every time Toxic Attraction walked to the ring, really skeezy and yuck. The overall production is so bad with NXT 2.0. One more thing, poor Raquel waiting in the ring for 10 minutes as stuff is going on. But Prince, they're just so sexy. Look at me, the sexiest woman in the world. It's <laughs> my character. That. Can someone clip that, please? I just want to get a gif of Tempest doing that, please. Thanks. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> I need it for reasons that you don't need to know. Um, yes, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Uh, there. There was bits of the old NXT, and you saw like MSK versus Grizzly and Vets. It was like, oh, cool. And then you see like you know, you, you see uh, yeah, Grimes and Dunn. It's like, oh, this is an interesting match, but it's just it's not enough, and it doesn't feel very well fleshed out. It's like what I said last week. Something always feels off about the old NXT stuff now in that it doesn't feel important anymore. They feel resentful towards the old NXT 1.0. It's what it feels like. I'm not saying they do. It's just the the perception of what I get from watching the show is that, oh, the old NXT guys, they can be shoehorned in to try and make the new NXT guys more important, but they now don't matter as much, which is unfortunate. Um, but yes, um, Eternal Blue says, uh, the fact that Vince thinks that Gacy's character is a good one is the real offense here. Harland looked like Nails was released from prison and decided to shop at Hot Topic and Spirit Halloween. Look at this show. Look at how they've massacred my boy. One out of five. Nice. <sighs> yeah. We'll get to Joe Gacy. We'll get to Joe Gacy. We'll get there. Um, I don't think I can get angry today. I'll be honest. I don't think I have the energy to get angry. You can get angry on my behalf if you like Tempest, but I'm just going to be try. like, I hate it. Yeah. It's I'll fine. try. It it doesn't feel the same anymore. No. They just can't make me angry anymore. No, no exactly. Yeah, let's get into the review of the show, uh, which started off with Mandy Rose versus Ember Moon. Now, I thought that this was a good idea. Um, on paper sucks for ember sucks to be ember moon but hey if mandy rose is going to be going after raquel gonzalez it's good to have mandy rose get a win which yeah. she did um she won clean yep which is good it was a decent little match you know i didn't think mandy looked particularly bad in the match it was fine just sucks for ember doesn't it <laughs> it I would like an apology from all the geeks that are like, oh, Ember's reign has been fine. You don't know what you're talking about. What has Ember Moon done? Yeah, nothing. Oh, she was she was NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. As if, as if that means Jack on this show. Absolutely nothing that means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man apologize i demand an apology oh lord yeah 
Yeah. It was whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Mandy Rose is getting the push now. That's that's swell. I wish that I cared about her character, but I don't. Mm. But I would rather have seen Ember Moon have a really awesome NXT run, and I did not get that. Totally, yeah. It it feels weird to to see Mandy getting the push over Ember, but that's the direction they're going. Sure, it's good that she got a win, a clean win, if she's going to be challenging Raquel, because before she didn't have any. So that's something... Yeah, it, it made sense uh, for, for what they want to achieve. And they achieved what yeah. they want to achieve. Um, but there you go. Um, Beth Phoenix on commentary said that Adam will handle his when talking about the whole Seth Rollins breaking into their house thing, which also wasn't referenced on Raw. <laughs> that, annoyed me. that annoyed me a lot. But hey, at least Beth Phoenix acknowledged it. Slightly. Then... Was, was it at this point we got the Indy Hartwell thing? I wrote my notes out of order, I'll be honest. Um, was now the, the Indy Hartwell backstage bit? Or was that I later? think so. It yeah. might have come a little bit later, but it was it was in it around this area. Indy Hartwell says Dexter Loomis has a big penis. Mm-hmm. Got a new gimmick for you, Dexter. Yep. Holy smokes. Man's carrying a bazooka uh, in his tights. All right. Makes me like Dexter Loomis a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, we can relate to each other. That was oh, hey. uh That was the pretty much the sum total of the promo. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> was Cindy Hartwell saying, you know, Dexter's got a big dick, massive Ooh. knob. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's that's it. They walked. Then, they walked in on on Tian Shaw mm-hmm. vaping. It was. It was. <laughs> they're just. They're. They're taking the the weed pen back and forth between each other. And it's like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. Get out. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. I guess we interrupt their their session. Were. Big massive Wang though. Let's oh get out my of god! Here. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, that was freaky. And then he says, like, I've seen freakier. It's like, do you want to shoehorn shoe in any more of these, like, potential sex references in here? Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, God. Whatever. That sets up a match <laughs> later, by the way, between Mei Ying and Indy Hartwell. That little uh... interruption of them walking into a room and then going, hey! And then shutting the door. Leads to a match later. Yep. Wild. Um, sure. The Get Out El Fantasma cut a promo. Hey Tempest, you know we wanted this North American title match between Santos Escobar and Swerve. We're finally getting it. After Swerve's been drafted to the main roster, so now we know who's going to win. I wonder who's going to win, Pete. Mm. I wonder who's going to win. First title defense for Swerve since he won the belt. The first singles match he's had since he's won the belt. I looked it up. B-Fab's in-ring debut is the only Mm. match that all of Hit Row has won. Since Swerve won the title. Jesus Christ. That is appalling. That's terrible. That is beyond appalling. Yeah. This show sucks. (laughs) I don't understand how you could put the title on this superstar in waiting. Mm -hmm. And then absolutely put the whole faction on the back burner. I don't get it. No, I don't understand. 
I thought this was going to be like the new Undisputed Era. Like the faction that you can build the whole show around. Yep. And then they did precisely dick with them. Nothing. Nothing. Oh my god. But you know, hold out hope for them in the main roster, because I'm sure they're going to be treated well there. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Smoking opium, are you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, We then got Odyssey Jones versus LA Knight. And this was all right. Match itself was fine, but then Andre Chase came out and LA Knight hit a neckbreaker and then won with that because uh, Odyssey Jones has had his foot under the rope and Andre Chase was there and pushed his foot away from it. So it now wasn't under the rope, so it didn't break the count. And that was that. And then they go, Odyssey Jones is like, oh, you bird, bird, bird. And Andre Chase is like, ha, 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 ha. Kick out of a neckbreaker. A regular neck breaker. Like, I hate that finish for that reason. You know? Mm. It's like, oh, he got hit with a DDT. Couldn't kick out. You mean the move that everyone kicks out of in every match? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got hit with a regular ass neck breaker. Couldn't kick out. Also, couldn't just, like, reach up and grab the rope. It's right Mm -hmm. there. He was, like, six inches away. This finish sucked. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, who I feel like is. the idea is there. If you know, Jones thought already. I think it was weird because it might have just been the camera work that missed it. I can't remember because it was very quick that the finish happened. But if Jones had his foot on the bottom rope, because I feel like his foot was under the bottom rope, if I, if I remember correctly, um, which would have broken the count because rope breaks and stuff. Um, but if his foot was on the bottom rope, and he was under the impression that, hey, I've got my foot on the bottom rope, that means I'm, I don't need to kick out because my foot's on the bottom rope, right? That, that's fine. And then Andre Chase pushes it off, and then the referee counts three. If you can time that right, that might work in theory, but if, I think, don't quote me on this, that his foot was under the bottom rope, which he can't see because he's looking upwards, so he doesn't really know where his leg is, so he should still kick out anyway, which is just, which he didn't do. I think it's just a dumb finish. Like, who does and, this, who and, does this finish benefit? Yeah, I don't know. La Knight. La Knight got his ass beat the entire match. Yeah, and he's he just kind of floating around NXT right now. Yeah. Talk about a guy who should have got drafted who didn't. Yeah. Oof. And I know people are going to say I'm overthinking this, and yes, I am. <laughs> On this one occasion, yes, I am overthinking this finish, but not the point. Um. It's when you start thinking about things that they don't follow logic. Uh, Cameron Grimes backstage is now looking for a lucky lady. Boy, how to make me not interested in a character. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, they've, they've beaten me. They've yeah. beaten me. I don't have the energy to get worked up about something like this. Nah. How are you so bad at writing storylines? Christ almighty. It's Cameron Grimes. It's Cameron Grimes. Guy was super over. The Ted DiBiase stuff was great. Really helped elevate him. The whole million dollar title stuff was great. And then they said, no more million dollar title. It's like, okay. You need that's, a girlfriend. That's odd, but let's go with it. And now it's like, and now I need a lady. It's like, why do you need a lady? And I know he gave his reasons. And he's like, oh, look, we had Index. And now we've got Cora Jade and Trey Baxter. Man, maybe I need a lady. And it's like, but. So in kayfabe, I understand the reasoning, 
because it, maybe he wants more TV time or whatever the real babyface thing to do. Um, but in actual WWE booking, why are you having look up? His thing is, he, he all he needs to do is come out, wrestle some good matches, and go to the moon, and he's going to get over because he's a really good wrestler. That's 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 all you need Cameron Grimes to do. He's a very funny guy. He's a really good wrestler, and he's got a really over catchphrase. Just do that. Again, it's it's that psychology of like, well, we need to change this thing. We need to just to tweak this little thing. We just need to change this thing. Give him this extra thing. It's like, wh- why? You've already got a thing that works. Just do that more. <sighs> Nailed it. Whatever. Pete Dunne made a match with him later because Cameron Grimes wasn't paying attention to him. There is a lot of just like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to wrestle you later because I mm-hmm. say so. And now yes. it's happening. Yes. Like William Regal is obsolete. They yeah. did this like at least three times on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite something. And then it's Von Wagner, everybody. I still can't get over the name. His his name is Von Wagner. <laughs> Van Wanker. Uh, and it's him and Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle comes in and it's like, hey, I'm really glad you, you looked out for me and stuff, but I've got some trust issues, you know. With with people, so just let me handle my business. Um, don't uh, don't don't come out and look after me. So later in the show, Von Wagner comes out and looks after him. Also, I realized that this was the point where Von Wagner can't cut a promo. Oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> man! This the writing in this show. Mm. Oh, hey, leave me alone! I don't want your help. Helps him the next segment. Nah, yeah. you're all right. Come on. Yeah, you're right, on. I guess. Yeah, you're all right. I changed my mind. Really twisted his arm there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Um, Tommaso Ciampa then came out. NXT champion. Tommaso Ciampa, just in case you forgot, because I did. I did. Um, NXT champion <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa oh. comes out. He announces that Halloween Havoc is coming back in three weeks. And he says, hey, you know, there's a guy who's been saying he's really impatient and, you know, he really wants the NXT title, but I'm not going to give it to him because I need actions and I need someone to come out there who's going to come out and who has the balls to take this title off me. And it's, it's Bron Breaker. It's the guy who's already... Why did we tease that it was going to be anyone else? Bron Breaker comes out. And you know what? He cuts a good promo. It's a really good promo. I like He Bron comes Breaker out with Scott Steiner's sirens. Yes! It's so annoying. I don't... I, it's got to be a practical joke on me at this point you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like every week they get a little bit closer to calling him a steiner yeah but they're not doing it it's like they get closer every week oh they say he's a dog face gremlin mentality and then he's doing the steiner recliner and then he's got mm-hmm. sirens in his entrance just call him Rexter. i know i know i know or even bronson steiner that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Steiner. That's fine. And you know what, as well? I would have said that I thought about this this morning when I was I was lying in bed this morning. And I just, I realized that I had to watch NXT today. And I was thinking about Bron Breaker. All right. Actually. And I realized even if they'd have done Bron Breaker with 1K and they'd have called him Bron the Breaker. I think that's so much better than <laughs> Bron Breaker. And that's a dumb name. Yeah, but if they just called him Bron the Breaker, I could probably get on board with that. 
Sounds like a Game of Thrones name. Right? Yeah. Bran the Broken. Bron the Breaker. That's how it goes. Bran the Builder. Yeah. Just, man. Bron Breaker with two K. Come on, guys. Um, Sure, whatever. We then got confirmation later on that it is going to be... Uh, I've written Havoc versus Breaker. Jesus Christ, I was tired. <laughs> Champa versus Breaker at Halloween Havoc um, on October 26th. We then got a backstage promo from Joe Gacy that said, conflict can be resolved peacefully. But you're having a wrestling match. <laughs> Which isn't peaceful. <sighs> I don't think any character has pissed me off like this one since uh mm. since since the first time that I really started seeing Dexter Loomis. Mm. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This yeah. character is just the dirt worst. It the thing and is can I go on a, can I just say my piece about this stupid character first? Please do. Because Please do. because nowadays there there's a portion of the wrestling audience that is not very perceptive in 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 my experience. And if you say anything bad about Joe Gacy now, it's like, oh, you're just a woke left and you're triggered, you snowflake. Look at you, snowflake. He's making fun of you so you don't like the character. Mm-hmm. All right, dumbass. Let, 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 let me actually say what's wrong with this with this character. Well, there's a few things. Mm-hmm. One, the scripting of this character is oh, atrocious so because bad. if if you have a character that just is making fun of your audience, then you can have someone like Dan Lambert in AEW mm-hmm. who's making fun in a very he's playing the role of Jim Cornette is what he's right. doing. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's playing the role of Jim Cornette. And he's making fun of the audience for their views on wrestling. And he Mm -hmm. does it in a very effective manner. This one, he just goes out and is vomiting, regurgitating buzzwords Mm -hmm. because a group of writers mean anything. They don't mean anything. He just goes like your toxic attitude because of your privilege. It's not a character. It's a group of writers in a boardroom that get buzzwords together and write them in order. That's all his promos are. And it's maddening. Absolutely maddening. Then the problem I have with it is that it detracts from the matches. Mm-hmm. If it was a character who did stupid promos and then you forget about it and he goes out and he wrestles good matches, that's fine. That's better. I'm not going to say it's good, but mm. Joe Gacy, the guy, is a good wrestler. Yeah. He can go out and have good wrestling matches. The problem now, and it's the same freaking problem that I had with Dexter Loomis as a wrestler, is he goes out there and he's got to be a character. Mm-hmm. He's got to go out and be like, try and hit me again. You can do it next time. It's like, what reason am I watching this guy? And why should I be invested in whether he wins or loses? I just want to turn the show off. Mm -hmm. I just want to turn the show off when I see him talk and when I watch him wrestle. 
And that's not because he's making fun of me for being a liberal, for being leftist. No, it's because it's a sh character. <laughs> End scene. I saw, I saw on a comment on last week's NXT episode, someone said, oh, well, if someone was making fun of the right wing, oh, you'd be all over it. You'd love that character. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't. I'd hate it. Are you kidding? Like, oh, damn. That's a... What What sort of take is that? Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I hate this character. Um, it, it, To me, the thing that exemplified the problem with this character was his entrance. Was... <laughs> when, Joe, when Joe Casey came out on his entrance, music comes up, name comes up, and you just see literally, literally the buzzwords appear on his tron. It's like inclusivity, acceptance, like resiliency, and then a hippie logo logo comes up. It's like, you don't know what he is. You do not know who this man is. You're just like, I think these are left things, aren't they? I don't know. Have him say some stuff. It, it's not a character. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. It's oh, man. It's so funny. It's just it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Um, and none of those things are like related to anything. It's just like vague notions of what people think a leftist is. And there's a character. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. And also, he has a match against Ike Majiro next. And <laughs> I can't remember who said it. I think it must have been Wade Barrett that said, oh, you know, he's been making national headlines, right? But if that's what they want to go with, sure. Uh, and then Beth Phoenix immediately just goes, well, not all of them are good. <laughs> like, if you want to lead into the national headline thing, don't then crap on him for saying that he got negative press for WWE. It's just... Yeah. What is happening with this character? I don't I don't understand. And then like him saying that he wants to resolve things peacefully, he's having a wrestling match. And if you want him if you want to have him be a hypocrite, if that's the heel part of the character, where he says that he's going to be, you know, he's gonna stand up for, for inclusivity in wrestling, and then he comes in and he's a dick in the ring and he's playing a heel and breaking all the rules. And saying that, you know, I'm just going to go out there and wrestle a good match. And then he uses all these dirty tactics. That's sort of a character who's a hypocrite, mm -hmm. right? That and he's, is a layer of depth. Right? And, he, and he's, he, he's, he sort of did that once in the match where he went for a handshake initially and did an actual handshake. And it was like, okay, went for a handshake again later on, but held on to the hand and like went for a clothesline. Oh, what a, what a heel move, right? Jiro ducked him, whatever. Um, but then... After that, like after the match finishes, he gets up and he hugs Jiro like legit. So he's he's not a hypocrite. He's just a guy who's likes hugging people, except for the one time that he didn't do that on the handshake. So who how okay, how is he a heel? Is my next question. In WWE Kayfabe, like we don't like him, he has heel heat for us because we don't like the character. But in WWE Kayfabe, he's a heel. Why is he a heel? He's a person who stands up for inclusivity and acceptance and likes hugging people after a match and shows respect to people with handshakes. Where's the where's the heel traits in that? Uh, huh? This is the worst <laughs> character that it's a I've really seen. Bad character. It's the dirt worst. Yeah. And now he's it's gonna just... be wrestling Victor's ass. Yeah. I 
This sure. is where Parker Boudreaux came in. Is he? Is he going to? Uh, is Harland a face? Oh. Uh, this is where they introduced him, so that was my that was my first thought. Uh, okay, they're gonna wrestle each other, but Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Um Duke Hudson plays poker now. <clears throat> yep. Needed a character, Pete. <laughs> His intangible was suave, Tempest. His intangible was suave. Surely that's a character. R.I.P. to the intangibles. R.I.P. May they rest in peace. Not us. The intangibles from NXT. It might be me if I have to keep watching this show. (laughs) It's true, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I want... Can... can, It's going to be Halloween Havoc. It's going to be Halloween. Can Duke Hudson come out dressed as Gambit? I'll take it. That sounds fun. I'll take that. Come on. Let's make that happen. See, heel uh, still. I don't, I don't know. You got beat up by a couple of baby faces turning heel a few weeks ago, and we haven't seen him since. I don't yeah, know what that means, then, but and then he now plays poker a lot. I think he was a heel because he won poker. I don't know why that's a heel trait or a babyface trait necessarily. He just won a poker. Who knows? Anyway, Gambit, make it happen. Get this it. to him. Absolutely. Let yeah. him hear this idea. There's still time. There's like three weeks before Halloween. Uh, now the thing is, though, he comes out once dressed as Gambit. Next week, they're going to change his name to Gambit Hudson. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Duke Gambit. Whatever. Duke Gambit. Yeah, sure. Just do it. Um, Cora Jade versus someone. Frankie Monet comes out and beats up the someone and then says, sorry, your opponent's me now. I don't know if that's how matches work, but sure, let's go with it. <laughs> um, and you know what? And I saw that, and I saw Frankie Monet come in and beat up the other person and force herself into the match. I said, aside from the logistics of actually forcing herself into a match, sure, we'll move that to one side for now. I think this is going to be really cool because Frankie Monet is going to be pissed off that she lost against Real Gonzalez. This is good character motivation. Frankie Monet is going to come out and destroy Cora Jade. She's going to come out and be really angry the whole time. And she started off really hot and was just looking real angry because she was pissed that she lost to Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. That's a good way to channel a loss into further character motivation. So naturally, she started laughing about it and playing with the food and then Cora Jade rolled her up and she lost again. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing, Tempest? Oh, I don't know, man. You're asking the wrong guy. Listen, listen. They just did this with Tony Storm a few months mm. ago. Yeah. And it went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it went you nowhere. Zoe Stark's the current women's ta- NXT women's tag team champion with Theo Shirai. <laughs> It went she's a, nowhere. She's a star. It went nowhere. And, I mean, Zeta Ramir beat Tony Storm on TV. She sure did. I don't think I've seen Zeta Ramir since. Nope. And Frankie Monet has not been here long enough to be considered bulletproof when it comes mm-hmm. to wins and losses, especially yep. when she does not win matches. Yeah. She lost her title match. She's been losing since she joined the Robert Stone brand, which I'm still waiting for an explanation on that. I'm still waiting for an explanation of the Robert Stone brand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, boy. Ooh, why does that fuck. even exist? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I don't know. Can I, we get Frankie Monet on the main roster? Just put her with John Morrison already. Yeah, sure. You know? I don't know. And maybe, maybe name her after, like, I don't know, you know, some kind of people that used to write Pegasus, stuff like that. Maybe some kind of Valkyrie. I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm. she could have that kind of name. I feel like that would suit her. Something like that. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um... They then make the uh, Fatal 4-Way NXT Tag Team title match on the main event. They make it an elimination match backstage because they have that power now, I guess. And then they all brawl. I wish they had some kind of enforcer to, you know, to <laughs> the, the chaos backstage in NXT. Anyway. If only. If only. Uh, Champa is backstage. And then I got worried because Champa was backstage and then walks Joe Gacy. And I went, uh-oh. They're pushing Gacy, aren't they? And Gacy says that Champa has toxic energy and privilege and something or other. Doesn't matter what he says, really. And then says he wants to be included. Get it? Because I said inclusivity, guys. It's a thing that the leftists say. <laughs> Nate's character. And he says he wants to be included <laughs> in... <laughs> Sorry. Did I say that out loud? Um... <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be included <laughs> in an NXT championship match. Oh. And then Champa says, if you can beat me next week, he gets added to the main event of Halloween Havoc. Oh my god. It's it's main roster. It's championship contenders. It's a championship contender match. <laughs> oh, oh the best NXT. thing. The best thing ever. Oh, championship contenders matches. Do you remember all those championship contenders matches Shotzi and Knox had? And now they're not even a team anymore. Don't stim this. I'm on this class, man. I'm going to lose it. Oh, my God. This you know, so I... Stupid. Can I, can I just say that every every so often, I, like... I'm about to say WWE has become WCW, and I like stop myself. I pull myself back because mm-hmm. I was like, "No, no, yeah, that's hyperbole. Yeah. They're not there yet." Every so often, I'm like, I feel like they're getting close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like they're not at WCW in the year 2000, Vince Russo garbage wrestling yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're trending that way. Mm-hmm. They're trending in that direction. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like it's only a matter of time. But that's we fine. just need Joe Gacy's mom to be on a pole. <laughs> you know, Joe Gacy's mom on a pole match. Uh huh. It's perfect. It's perfect. And yeah. he'll say that he'll say that he's you know he's inclusive of mums being on TV or. Something. I don't know. Something stupid. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> championship frigging contenders match with the champions. Stop <laughs> it. Uh, we then got Pete Dunne versus Cameron Grimes. <laughs> this was a fun little match. Didn't go very yeah. long. It was like nine, nine minutes, but this was a fun match. It's two very good wrestlers. This might be called a nitpick. I don't care. Cameron Grimes does the, his move that he does where he does the backflip into the German suplex. Looks awesome. Love that move. Really, really cool. The friggin' commentary team. 
Have you ever seen that level of athleticism from Cameron Crimes? Yes, in his other matches, when he does that move. Stop treating me like a moron who's never seen Cameron Grimes wrestle before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really winds me up when someone does like a move that they normally do, and they come to me, <laughs> I've never seen him like this before. Like, yes, you have. Please stop being idiots. Yeah. Oh. I did I forgot to mention it in the SmackDown review last week. Uh, mm. but it's it just all of a sudden really got on my nerves when the WWE announcers were aggressively speaking in hyperbole. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just like realized, like it clicked for me. It's just like no other announced teams do this. You know, like I think Pat McAfee came out and was like, Roman Reigns is the most dominant champion in WWE history. I was like, he's not. He and speaks it, a lot in absolutes. Pat McAfee doesn't. Yeah. Absolutes. And yeah. it just kind of transcends across all of WWE like this, where it's like, if this were real, which I know. Stupid me for thinking about this mm-hmm. as if it could be real. Yeah. But if this were real, you wouldn't go in there and say, I'll, I'll leave you out of this because this will be like a baseball analogy. Sure. Yeah. But take the best baseball player this year, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Shohei Otani or somebody. You would not say, This is the most dominant baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't do that. Nah. Simply put, there's evidence. There is there is a mountain of evidence where you can look at it and be like, no, that person. And I mean, you know, not to just say, but like, it's debatable. He's been fairly dominant. Bruno Sammartino held the title for eight years. <laughs> yeah. Eight years. It's, it's a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. That had nothing to do with this stupid line from commentary, but the match was fine. Speaking of things in hyperbole, this segment came after. We'll, we'll circle back to the segment in a second. But speaking of things in hyperbole, we then got a hype package for Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. And Greatest they match ever. Oh, this match could be one of the best matches <laughs> in WWE history based on their track record of Reigns versus Lesnar matches. No, it can't. <laughs> they, they, they had a good one once. That first uh-huh. one was pretty good. It was oh, six years ago. By Seth. Yeah, the one that had a great <laughs> ending that didn't involve either guy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's also, it's a match in Saudi. It's not going to be one of the greatest matches ever. Just stop with that. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> See, this, this, I don't want to talk about that because this is, this is a SmackDown conversation. But, like... Mm. Yeah, the, the Saudi Arabia card is actually like looks really good. Problem is, everyone's going to be running at a two out of five when it comes mm-hmm. to their their output, their yeah. their their try meter. Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. Bad. Um. Anyway, this match between Don and Grimes, uh, the finish was kind of Riley comes out and starts attacking Ridge Holland on the outside, and then he gets beaten up, and then Pete Dunne just wins. <laughs> he comes out beats up Carter Riley and then beats up Cameron Grimes and wins and then Dunn and Holland then beat up Carter Riley afterwards yep all these NXT originals really do just Hmm. kind of feel like they're floating through space right now yeah I don't know what Pete Dunn or Cameron Grimes or Kyle O'Reilly or any of these guys are doing right now LA Knight they just kind of exist Mm mm-hmm 
totally. Maybe you should have um, drafted all of them. During the ad break, Von Wagner comes out and uh, helps Kyle O'Reilly to the back. Guess they're friends, they're friends however, now. Even though Von Wagner was told to not interfere with Kyle O'Reilly's business, he just comes out and does it. And Kyle's like, oh, you're a good guy. Like, I'm, I'm, right. I'm buying into Von Wagner. Are you? I'm not. I, I, I don't know. Something about him. He's got a good look. He's big. See? Maybe it's. It, I feel like Luke having that one talk that people got on him about, where it's like the mm. reptilian part of my brain is unlocking mm-hmm. when I look at him. I was like, he's big. <laughs> he's big. <laughs> he's big. <laughs> you know. But I don't I know. Think. I look. I look at Von Wagner. And I was just like, yeah, this guy. I see a little bit in him. That's fair. I, I don't. I think his look is fine. It's not great. Um, and he didn't come across as very charismatic to me in this episode. I didn't think either of his promo segments were very good. Uh, oh, I didn't think the promo segments were good. I didn't no. think those were good. I just look at him and I'm like, wow, big. Big. big man. Do you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Um, <laughs> Hit Row then cut a promo. My God, Swerve is such a good promo. Yeah. How do you not use this man? How has he not defended the title since he won it? I don't understand. Yeah. I, Just... I, for, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show when Legato Del Fantasma did their promo. Mm. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in this company scripting promos when they're putting the word thugs into, into these promos. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Yep. Don't, yeah. don't do that, writers. No. No. Don't do that. No. Ugh. Anyway. Um, and he says, yeah, you can fight him for the title. He's going to lose, and that's going to suck. But, you know, hopefully it'll be a good match. We then got the in-ring debut of one Tony D'Angelo. No, you're wrong. They announced it. They announced it, you fool. No, no, no. His name in WWE canon is Tony D'angelo. Yeah. In language, it's Tony D'Angelo. Also, I did you listen to Wade? Language. Did you listen to Wade Barrett on commentary? Because I'm pretty sure he said Tony D'Angelo. And I was like, wait. Did you say it? I think you said it, I, Wade. I try not to listen to to commentary very much. This was alright. This was alright, you know? Yeah, it's a stupid ass character that the vignettes yeah. did nothing for me, but it was a good little match, you know. He uh, tried to bribe the referee. Yeah, that was, was funny. Yeah. That was good. Do stuff like that. And he's, you know, he was somehow really over with this crowd. I don't know whether they like paid these audience members, but goddamn, they were giving him some huge reactions for this match. Yeah. And he was solid, you know, he was solid. I didn't see anything particularly spectacular out of him in terms of like actual like wrestling in the match. Like he seemed pretty solid with the fundamentals and stuff like that. I thought his finish was kind of cool. Did like a Northern Lights roll through into like a spinning neckbreaker, or fisherman neckbreaker, sorry, it was really cool. Um yeah, he was solid. Um this and was I like very the, the, ca- solid the character debut. work that he had was good. So yeah, I'm mildly excited by Tony D'Angelo. Um but yeah. Yeah. Uh Hayes and Williams cut a promo backstage saying they got a championship match without using the contract. 
I think the contract's just a prop at this point. I don't think they're actually going to yeah. use it. It's just a thing that they have at some point. Though I don't think they're ever going to use it. Or maybe they'll use it and they'll lose, most likely. Maybe like a year down the line. I don't know. It's just going to be never. Thing. They've never wrestled as a tag team. And no. they got a tag team title shot. Sure did. Sure's bad. Yep. Sure don't make um, no sense. <laughs> we then got Mei Ying versus Indy Hartwell. And obviously... The very dominant Mei Ying, who's only had one match and who's been built up for months and months and months as the big leader of Tian Sha, of basically what this whole story is building to is Mei Ying being a wrestler. That's what the whole Tian Sha thing was about. Like Xia Li and Bo were just doing her will. And Mei Ying is the big bad of Tian Sha. She's only had one match. She was really dominant as part of it. And obviously she's facing Indy Hartwell, who is coming off a loss. She's obviously very over, but it's a super over baby face for Mei Ying to beat. Wait, what's that? Oh, Indy Hartwell won. I don't care. <laughs> My apathy has reached nuclear levels when it comes to Tion Shaw. <laughs> like, like, what is the what was and what is the point of Tian Shaw? Did did everything get thrown out the window when Zia Lee got hurt? Maybe. Is that possible? Maybe. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing here? <laughs> At the very it's least, can we repackage everyone involved so we can yeah. have a character on the show that can actually have a good match? Yeah, please. It's not even just pointless. It's pointless and also bad. Because she walks around and she's creepy. She's Abaddon in, in NXT and she's grabbing people by the throat. Mm! I have to watch this show for work. Mm. I would like it to be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, <clears throat> Lash Legend is backstage. Tony D'Angelo walks up to her and says, I want to be on the show. And she goes, okay, maybe. I hope he that is. Was, that was the segment. I've, 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 I've been very negative on the presentation of Tony D'Angelo in the previous weeks because of his stupid vignettes. I'm into it. He's mm -hmm. he's he's hooked me with his first appearance. Yep. Let's have a fun lashing out segment next week and allow me to continue to build. I'm yes. sorry. Lashing out? Fun? I know. <laughs> Based off the track record last week. Yeah, I know. Whew. I know. We'll see. Yeah, but Tony D'Angelo's there. He's going to be like, hey, forget about hey. it. <laughs> um, okay. The next segment we got was really good. It was a Diamond Mine video promo. Oh, explaining, the best thing on the show. Explaining who everyone oh. is, why you should care, and how they're really great at wrestling. Why didn't we get this two months ago? <laughs> <laughs> this segment <laughs> melted my heart. Yeah. This was like the best thing that I'd seen in yeah. a long time. This was so great. This is exactly what we needed. The diamond mine. Why are we getting it in October? <laughs> I don't understand this company. Oh, They've like... been wrestling for ages. He's part of the he's the cruiserweight champion now. Were they waiting for him to get the belt? Was that what Maybe. it was? They were waiting for him to get the belt and they had, you know. The plans got nixed for a while because Kushida had to go off and stuff like that. Was that was that the plan? I don't. Ah oh, man, this was great. I'm now way more into Diamond Mine than I was before. 
This was great. So great. Do more of this stuff, please. Please do more so, of this stuff. So, so, so great. Oh, it God. felt real. It felt sports-based. Right. So, yeah. That's what I want out of this stupid show. That's what I was saying last week. I really enjoyed the presentation with like, the flag and stuff. And this just doubled yeah. down on all of that. Diamond Mine might end up being my favorite thing on this show if they keep this up. This is two weeks in a row where they did things where I was like, I like that. Yeah. I really like this promo package. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this promo package so much. Genuinely, it melted my heart. I watched it, and I was sitting there just like besieged with apoplexy. Mm. To coin a phrase. To, to steal a phrase Indeed. from Vince McMahon from 22 Indeed. years ago. And this was just... Two years ago. Yeah. This was so, so great. Oh my yes. god, this is great. This is so great. Know? Let's talk about how do great you, it was again. Do you want to know what wasn't great? Raquel Gonzalez came out and cut a good promo. Raquel Gonzalez cut a good promo, talking about Mandy Rose and being like, hey, dude, I'm going to put you down. You, you don't even go here, basically, without saying that. Um, then Toxic Attraction came out and cut a not good promo. Um... It's but Pete, I'm just so sexy. Mandy Rose tried to shut down the what chance and didn't. <laughs> like she referenced she the what chance. Yeah. And For two weeks was, ago, whenever it was. Yeah, whenever it was. Say um, what if I'm the sex sexiest, sexiest woman in the world? What? <laughs> yeah. Strange. Um and then the timing of this was really weird because Gigi Dolin cut a bit of a promo and then Raquel was just like, oh yeah, I put stitches in your head when I hit you with the title. And then she stormed off around the other side of the ring and then they just carried on cutting a promo with JCGN on the other side. I'm like, where's Gigi gone? What's happening? Why isn't Raquel paying attention to Gigi? She's like, behind- she could go attack her right now and she wouldn't know because Raquel was still looking at JCGN. What's happening with the staging of this segment? Did she Was her cue way too early? Like what? What happened with all of this? JC Jane cut a thing. I didn't think her promo was very good. Oh no, I'm sorry, JC Jane, but oh no, it feels like you're playing a character and you don't feel very real. I'm sorry, JC Jane, you're not very good at this character. Gigi Dolan, I can buy. I think she's okay. The promo wasn't great, but at least I feel like she's much more natural at the character. I'm not buying JC Jane in this character, unfortunately. Um, then they go to attack her. After the staging of, oh, we're going to surround the ring, which Gigi Dolan already did like two minutes ago. And then, uh, yeah, and then they went to go attack her. And then Io Shirai and Zoe Stark came out to save Raquel Gonzalez because they're all baby faces. There's nothing I love more than seeing these these characters be like, we're all championship material right after having lost their championship match clean. Why couldn't they just have won? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. And then... It's just backstage, so sexy, Pete. Backstage, backstage, Io Shiro and Raquel Gonzalez are like, grr, at each other. Hey, continuity, kind of, sort of, but not really. And then... Just don't Zoe, help her! Yeah, and then Zoe Stark's like, Hey guys, we need to calm it down because we're all champions. Remember, we we have gold. And then Indy Hartwell was just like, "Not for long," because me and her best mate now, whoever she is, Persia, Persia something, Perota, Perota, something. We're gonna come for the gold. It's a new team. Great, that division really bloody needs it. Um, 
I have nothing more. I genuinely have nothing else to say about the segment. Zoe Stark was really bad. <laughs> it's not a good promo. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever. And um, I love this show. Yeah, I know. Can't genuinely, I'd rather watch SmackDown. Same. So I'd rather watch SmackDown because it would have a better budget. Mm. Yeah. And better wrestlers. The and hell is it? The yeah. hell is it? NXT? point of it's a developmental show that's what it is sort of kind of righty's backstage von wagner comes in wagner says it's going to be him and kyle versus don and holland next week like it or not i'm the only one who has your back now tempest how will they coexist how will they co can't wait for them to be the next nxt tag team champions so they can Go. ask that question on every show yeah how will Kyle get over his trust issues? By trusting, probably. This is as subtle as a brick. Yeah. Uh, we then had the Fatal 4-Way Championship match, um, which had the bad rules, uh, which was two people legal at any one time. Which And okay, if you've only got two people legal at any one time, and it's an elimination match... Get off the apron. If you, why if would you ever tag legal, in? Why would you ever tag in until you're the final two teams? Just get off the apron and let everyone else wrestle, and then you can get back. And there's no chance of you accidentally being tagged in or wanting to tag in because getting pins and stuff doesn't benefit you in any way. Just get off the ropes, never come in, and you'll be one of the last two teams. Then you just have a singles match or a tag match. I Logic, Pete. Can't have that. Um, I, I then wrote, when I realized it was an elimination match, and they came out for the, for the main event, I wrote the order of what I thought would happen. Or really what I wanted to happen, let's be real. I thought that Brooks and Jensen would go out first. They're just kind of there to round out the four teams. They're the baby faces, sure, whatever. They're just there to take a pin. You know, that's fine. Give one of the heel teams a, a pin. Maybe Hayes and Williams, they feel like they've got a lot of potential. Hayes and Williams can get the pin on Brooks and Jensen. Maybe they can have a feud spinning off of that. That's cool. But then Hayes and Williams will go out next, courtesy of Grizzle Jung Veterans. And then it'll be MSK and Grizzle Jung Veterans, the last two teams. And then Grizzle Jung Veterans would win, and they'd win the tag team titles. That is not what happened. Silly mongoose. I know. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> Hayes and Williams go out first. All right, um, sure. And then we get a little thing between MSK and Grizzledong Veterans, and then the Grizzledong Veterans get eliminated. What? All right. Yeah. Go on. Cool. And then we had a thing with Brooks and Jensen. MSK won again and retained the titles. Brooks and Jensen lost, and then Imperium came out and beat up MSK, and then Brooks and Jensen ran back down to the ring to try and save MSK, and then Imperium ran away. Look at the tag team division on NXT 2.0, said the commentary team. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Unless it's Grizzly Young Veterans, I don't care. Yeah. See, very quickly, these were the problems I had with this match. Number one, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes have had no tag team matches to this point, and mm -hmm. you beat them quick with a finish, clean. Oh, they've taken so much steam off of Carmelo Hayes since winning that tournament. Yep. I don't think he's been in a good segment. He has not been pushed strong. 
I don't know what the point of all that is. That's number one. Number two, they are dead set on not giving us MSK Grizzle Junk Bats, and I don't know why. That was like the home run idea six months ago when they won the tag titles. Like, oh, that's, there's your new feud, Grizzle Junk mm -hmm. Vets and MSK. And they've just so been opposed to having that match. And I don't know why. I don't understand it. They get eliminated second. Totally unimportant. Third, MSK has not had just like a clean, decisive, really strong win as tag team champions. Maybe ever. They beat Champa and Thatcher with a roll-up. They won this match with a roll-up. I just want to see them be the best team. If they're going to be the champions, be good, strong baby faces, I want them to just win. But they always come across just eking out a win against their opponents. God, and you wonder why they're getting booed. You know? Yeah. It's it's the same thing of like, and they even said it on commentary. It's the same thing as why people started turning on Cena, is because it's like, oh, they're overcoming the odds. It's like, oh my god, Ugh. it's just the same thing every time. They're the underdogs, and then they win. That's the story every time. And somehow they, you know, WWE made the stupid mistake of trying to make John Cena the underdog every time, which is baffling. <laughs> but, you know, but then they did uh... it with MSK, and it's just, it doesn't work, man. They're supposed to be a good team. That's yeah. it. But they're not. Man, that was a show. Um, two? Yeah. Out of five, I guess. Two out of five. Show sucks. Yeah, Genuinely, I would rather watch SmackDown. Yeah. And that that is an appalling statement to me, considering yeah. the last few years, how much I loved NXT. Dude, I was so excited to do NXT reviews. Now it went yeah. on to it went, start going to a Tuesday night. We were like, okay, NXT can flourish now. Now it's not having to do all the stupid booking to try and compete with AEW. Finally, it can flourish as NXT. It's the main reason we even pitched to do these NXT reviews. And now I'm like, can we stop reviewing them? <laughs> God. I just... Oh, ugh. Christ almighty. I know. I know. It it's sucks. depressing. It really it is, is depressing. The people that run this show have no idea what they're doing. No, they don't. And I saw someone uh, trying to say, like, oh, NXT is developmental and comparing it to SmackDown's apples to oranges. I disagree. This is their decision. This is 100% their decision. And making your show bad on purpose does not withhold you from criticism. And yeah. I would, again, argue that this is not a developmental show because they will keep putting people that still need development on the main roster without development so yeah. no it's just a bad wrestling show it's fcw and you know what no one watched fcw <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> i've really um, had a bit of a moan on on this episode of nxt but mm. this show is dog ass it's not good it's not good i'll say that much <laughs> Let's get oh. into the rest of your ultra chats here, and we'll finish off the show. Uh, Alpaca Nation eighty seven says uh, Tempest Victor Zaz. See who gets that reference. Me and my best Captain America impression. I understood that. I understood that. Um, jokes aside, poor NXT has been vincified into pure crap. IMO. Yes. 
Alpaca Nation 87 again says, uh, maybe Vince and Co are purposefully tanking NXT with poor writing and booking to pull the WWE ECW where they use it as developmental and then they just close the doors. This is going to, we're going to go full circle. This is going to end with the return of ECW. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, oh Christ. Um, okay. I don't really generally buy into conspiracy theories and stuff. And this is no exception because purposefully tanking one of your shows is never a good idea ever. That's, that's never a thing you should ever do. It doesn't make business sense. It doesn't make uh, sense for the fans. It just, it just doesn't make sense. There's no reason to ever do it. So no, I don't, I don't buy that at all that Vince is purposefully tanking it. Sorry. Um, Hippo721 says, Tempest, WWE has destroyed this thing you love so much and you seem so defeated. I feel for you. Take some sympathy money. Go buy some ice cream. Watch AEW tonight. God, if I could get a CM Punk ice cream bar, I would. Yeah. Those things are good. Those right. things are good. And y'all see, y'all see our mood here. You check out our mood tomorrow when we're reviewing Dynamite. I'm going to be so excited. Might be Whoa. slightly different, yeah. And it is going to be me and Tempest tomorrow. Reviewing Sammy Dynamite. Guevara and Bobby Fish tonight. You're gonna, oh, you're gonna get to. I know, right? Is it the ladder match tonight? Right? Yeah. yeah. The ladder match. Oh, it's oh, gonna be a good show. Serious. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be me and Tempest reviewing it tomorrow because Oni Luke is still off, etc. Um, and yeah, check out the difference in our mood tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tales I'm waiting for Raquel Gonzalez to slip on some water in Toxic Attraction to back off and act like they won somehow. Sounds about right. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tells me again, says, Cora Jade is going to light it up. Light it up. Light it up. Light it up tonight. Like, shooting stars are burning light in the sky. Yeah, pretty much. She, You know, she's just a skater girl. She said, see you later, girl, I guess. was That yeah. That sounded like a theme song, right? That was basically yeah. it, right? I, I saw a lot of people talking about uh, Avril Lavigne inspiration here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legit. Uh Tails Peace says, uh, Gacy, I can't believe you would only offer a match to someone with balls. Does Joe Gacy want to fight women? Hope not. I, I don't know. Want to make this character worse somehow? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manuel Sifuentes says, hey, lads, currently on vacation in Seattle, so I didn't watch last night's 2.0, uh, but I might not ever again. So thank you for watching so I don't have to. Uh, do you guys still plan on reviewing this dumpster fire down the road? By the way, Tempest, go Kraken. Uh, yeah, hang on one sec. Uh, you you talk have about one sec, Tempest. Um, right, yeah, do we yeah, plan on right reviewing here. this dumpster fire? Probably, if people still watch it, then I guess we will keep reviewing oh, it. Yeah, go cracking. <laughs> um, Nate S says, looks so uh, much smaller. I know, right? You have crown. What's going on? Uh, Nate S says, so the mob guy has has to rob the poker guy soon, right? Oh, and then maybe we can get a big boss man 2.0 character. That's what the new NXT needs. As we also got an edit here of heavy sarcasm font, which is great. Thank you. <laughs> that in. Uh, predict Ollie will somehow bungle away Pete's title at Crown Jewel. Say goodbye to Goldie. How would he do that? I'm submitting my picks. There's no way. If I'm going to lose the title at Crown Jewel, it would be because I predicted wrong. But we know that doesn't happen because I'm going to become the longest reigning champion of all time. General and miscellaneous ultra chats now. Uh, this is a missed one from the Raw stream, which we're going to talk about now. Jack Nichols says, um, a movie pitch, a uh, 60-year-old man, out of touch, out of time, and past his prime called Goldberg, takes on a group of hoodlums, you hurt his kid. He wants to kill them and go down in a blaze of glory. I call this move Gorg Torino. 
good. It's quite good. It's Congratulations. Good. You wrote a better story than WWE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the Mikey Chaos says, I know this is a little off topic and way too late, but who cares? This NXT was meh. Tempest, I tried a peanut butter pickle sandwich for the first time yesterday, and then I had another one. Props. They're good people. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, you start Eternal marketing Blue to says, the vegan crowd. They like it, apparently. <laughs> nice. Uh, Eternal Blue says, as an actual LGBT leftist who studies the big, scary Karl Marx and others of like minds, none of the things Gacy says are things we say in similar contexts. It shows how idiotically out of touch Vince is and shows how behind the times WWE always was. Yeah. Yes. Um, WTBF says, hey guys, I've got a name change for you. How about Last Complainers, Ollie Nation for Life, Jam That Jam. See, that'd be funny if the name wasn't terrible, which it is. I'm yeah. complaining about your name suggestion. Yeah. And coming from someone who complains in the comments on every video that we're in, mm. I'll take your opinion with a grain of salt. Yeah. Sounds about right. Anywho, uh, that's going to do it for the Ultra Chats, and that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much, everyone that's come out to watch. If you're here for the first time, by the way, and just tuning in because you don't watch the NXT podcast normally, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Me and him are going to be back tomorrow reviewing AEW Dynamite, where we're going to be probably happy. Cool? God, if I'm not, if I'm not happy after watching that show, it's going to be a right. rough week. It's going to be a time. I legitimately, Tempest, have nothing else to talk about because my life has been this leak in my ceiling, <laughs> the movie onward, and that's it. <laughs> For those who really want to get a look beyond the curtain of the life of a of a YouTube mm. slash podcaster, this is it. Yeah. This is it. It's like, so, what's new with you? <laughs> the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week is I've been watching the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Been nice. having a little marathon of those. Been watching oh, like yeah? one a day. They're all right. You know, the first I remember liking the first one's great. Yeah. I love the first one. Jack, uh, Jack Sparrow, man, Johnny Depp. Johnny he Depp, got yeah. nominated for best actor for mm. that movie for God. a kid's movie about pirates. Mm. He got nominated for an Oscar. It's madness. Right. I mean, yeah. And then you watch the movie. And it's like, yeah, that's the best performance of the year. Should have won. Stupid mm. Sean Penn and Milk or whatever it was. I don't think it was Milk. <laughs> that movie came out later, didn't it? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Sean Penn won the Oscar that year because I looked it up at one point years ago. But yeah, I've been wa I watched the third movie mm -hmm. yesterday. Ooh, and that's the which one's that? Is that World's End? Yeah. 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 That movie is so needlessly complicated. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. The first movie is really, really simple. Mm. You know, there's some cursed pirates. Here's a funny pirate that you like. They stole his ship. He wants the ship back. They stole a girl. His, his, the second protagonist wants the girl back. That's the plot. That's the entire mm -hmm. plot. Let's go get the ship. Let's go get the girl. That's it. The second and third movie <laughs> are so complicated. How did they make such a complicated movie about a theme park ride? I don't know, man. It's kind of wild. I mean, oh my I will Lord. say, Davy Jones, very cool in the second movie. Oof. Bill Nye, oh. the science guy. I know, yeah. Um, 
very cool though. I like the, the special effects on him and stuff, and the the creepy fish people that he's got with him in the on the boat. It's very cool. But yeah, I got a jar of dirt, etc. Is um, do you ever see a, that YouTube video from like fifteen years ago that I've got a jar jar of dirt video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Yeah, like I, I was watching, I was watching the third movie yesterday, and I, I know that those movies are not like works of art by mm-hmm. any means, but I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see how these hold up through adult eyes. Yeah, they betray each other like <laughs> probably about ten times in that movie. Nice. And I was just like, who is on whose team? Mm-hmm. Where do their actual allegiance lie? Who? Yeah. What's the plan here? Mm-hmm. There's a scene where, like, three different people betray the group within five minutes of each other. Yeah. And I was like, who? Who? What? What's happening right now? Mm-hmm. It's like, Will betrays the group, and yep. then uh, Sal Fang, the, the Singapore pirate, betrays the group. And then the the evil British people mm-hmm. betray Salfet. And I was like, who actually likes each other? I don't yeah. get it. It's anyway, a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot to that movie. And then yeah. the fourth one is pretty simple again. They just want mm-hmm. to find the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth. The fountain okay. of youths. <laughs> the fountain of youths. The fountain of wheeler youths. Yep. Yes. That's what it is. Totally. That's what, yeah, he drank from that fountain and became a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, mm, that's the that's, secret. That's that's what it, that's my secret cap. I'm always really <laughs> Um I'm really tired, Tempest. I don't know if you can tell. I'm 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 gonna be a tired boy on the review today. It's gonna be um <clears throat> terrible. It's gonna be awful. This is generally gonna be one of the worst episodes we've ever done. Um <laughs> just run out there. Well, I know you guys have already listened to it, because uh, this is the outro now, but this is going to be terrible. Uh, just, just brace yourself for that. Uh, anyway, I'm excited because tomorrow we get to review AEW. Me and you, buddy. Yeah. AEW Dynamite. I get to review Dynamite. Oh, I'm so happy. It. You know, people keep saying anytime we review Rampage or whatever, it's like, look at how their moods change when they switch from SmackDown to Rampage. It's like, yeah, you can see my mood change when you watch this podcast and then the Dynamite podcast, one after the other. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what happens when I get to review a good show that I like yeah. and can actually mm-hmm. have higher thought about. You know, where he's exactly. like, where do, you, where do you think this is going to go next? And you can actually debate and, and, and formulate ideas about what's going to happen next because you can go mm-hmm. down a line of thinking in regards to plans and have it not just be a waste of time. Yeah. Because sometimes uh, AEW actually like think about what they're gonna do, whereas yeah. like WWE don't. Uh, d- anyway, let's not get into this debate right now. We'll save that for the podcast tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I am the podcast man this week, along with you, because we're doing today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Me and you, mm-hmm. and I did yesterday with Laurie, and Adam and Denise are doing Friday. It's it's a whole week uh, when Ollie and Luke are both off, but it's fine. LIW takeover. It's all good. Um, anyway, that is going to be it for this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned. More content coming soon. We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.